Thanks for making Locked On Women's Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. And on today's show, we're going to be talking all things playoffs. We're here. We're at the finals. Happy Monday. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Women's Basketball. I am your co-host, Karina Mustafa. I write all things New York Liberty and Phoenix Mercury over at Venus Sports. I am joined by my co-host, Bradshaw Furlong. He does several things in the world of basketball, but please tell new listeners what you do. Uh, I work up at TSN here in Canada for our American listeners. That's basically our version of ESPN. Um, I am the co-site expert for Behind the Buck Pass. I used to be the creative lead editor for RaptorsInsider.ca, RIP, and I co-host this podcast with Karina Mustafa. <laughs> yes, RIP. All right. Before we begin, make sure you're subscribed to Locked On Women's Basketball. Wherever you listen to podcasts, every follow helps us to continue to put out daily content. All right, let's get into the East semis. We'll recap them. Connecticut fell to Chicago. And honestly, we've been talking about Chicago on this podcast for a long time, about when they would kind of peak. And it seems like they're peaking at the right time. Uh, what, what, what has been your thoughts on that series? First of all, I'd like to say that we should rename this podcast or just rename this, maybe these first couple segments, not just a, 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 a conference finals recap. It's more of a... We were wrong. We were very wrong about <laughs> both of them. Like both series, we were incredibly wrong about. Okay, but I implore you to find somebody who was right. Oh no, but like we were like, <laughs> we were so confident. I I was so confident all season, especially the aces. But like, I I was like, all right, I believe in the sun. I started to I I bought in. I was like, their defense is incredible. They're like having the best stretch I've ever seen. Like they're playing incredibly well. And I know the sky were playing really well too. But they came into that series. I'm like, okay, the sun have like the, the reigning MVP. They have an incredible roster. I I really expected them to like really shut down. The the sky's offense and I thought the really the, the I think I said the best chance the sky had was to turn the sun over and kind of get out in transition and I mean they did that they, they certainly did that but man I was just I was expecting a much closer like I, I thought it'd be I thought it'd be at least five games if they were going to do it I thought it'd be five games but man the sky looked really good and I mean we'll talk about there we'll talk about game one of the finals in a little bit but man like they really like again we talked about them like we thought they'd hit their stride in the second half and I mean technically they did but like we were very late on when they would pick it up and when they would kind of start rolling yeah for sure um but i think that's also made this a little bit more fun like i i kind of joked around now that i'm not making any more predictions because <laughs> clearly they're not going well um but no it's fun i mean it was a five and a six seed that are now in the finals mm-hmm. and that to me is kind of exciting it's a bit of a bummer for those top teams who were kind of hoping to do more and uh, we'll get into kind of that too but I just want to mention that when we had Lexi Brown on the podcast uh, several months ago multiple months ago now in like July and we asked her who is a player that you think we should be giving more of a spotlight to and she said Kalia Copper mm-hmm. and you know what she was right. I mean, Clea Copper has just been exploding with her performances. She can literally score from anywhere. Like, at one point I was watching, I was like, when was the last time she missed a bucket? Like, she has <laughs> been absolutely incredible in the playoffs. 
that game three uh, against Kennedy, I think she had about, tw- I think she had what, like 26, 25 points. She was really like not carrying the load, but like, was really like, that was like, okay, she's here. She's like, this is like an official, like, okay, she's ready. And like, this is like the sky have an extra player that they, not that they needed more talent, but I mean, they had it. And now they're, we're kind of like, everyone was kind of waiting for the Kalia Copper breakout. And now she's kind of like finally putting it all together in this playoff run. And hopefully, and I mean, throughout the course of the season, she played really well as well, but you're kind of seeing it fully come into form. And I think it's, she's kind of like encapsulized what the sky have done in the playoffs and like kind of throughout the season where we're waiting, we're waiting like, okay, this team has so much potential. Kalia Copper has so much potential. And now we're finally seeing it in the playoffs. Like, okay, they're really putting it all together and looking like a complete team. And she's been like, she's been, I know I like the whole talk, especially here, like, like I, at, at my work, a lot of the talk, like we'll feature like Candace Parker and we'll feature Diana Taurasi, but we got to start like really looking at like pushing names like Kalia Copper and pushing names, like, especially up here where the WMB isn't as big, pushing some of these names. Like these are the stars. Like obviously Candace Parker and Diana Taurasi are the big names, but Kalia Copper is like the star of this playoff run for the sky. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, speaking of other names, like Courtney Vandersloot mm-hmm. has been amazing. Like her vision, she could have zero points, but she'll have like 30 <laughs> assists and that will be just perfect for this team. Like it's it's incredible to watch like mm-hmm. this. The way this entire team just kind of has like molded together when, you know, like early in the season, we were talking about how bad their offense was looking how like unorganized it was looking it was kind of falling apart like when Candace was injured and all of that stuff was going on during the season and they were struggling and now it's like all coming together and it's beautiful and <laughs> I am enjoying it um, it's just a wholesome story <laughs> I know there are Sky fans that do listen to this podcast I am very happy for you mm-hmm. but on the other hand Connecticut how should Connecticut feel about falling to Chicago? Oh, like they, like any Sun fan should be like sad, like that they lost. Like this is like this was not their not like this is their only chance. They're still gonna have a great opportunity going into next season, but like this was like oh man, we put it all together. Like this is like one of our best teams in a long time. We are the best team by record and by basically all metrics we are the best team this year and they kind of fell short and it's disappointing especially because they lost in four games they only got one game off the sky and i'm just i i I think it's i think it has to be classified as disappointment like to look at it any other way is a disappointment and but i don't want to use like the old cliche of like oh they peaked too early and all that they are they're still they were still really good when they played it's just i guess the, the sky put it all together right like we said we we expected the sky to be good i think people expected the sky to be good coming into the season it's not like the mercury and the sky are two bum teams it's not like not like the wings and the liberty no offense to wings and liberty fans we are wings and liberty fans uh it's not like those two teams made it to the finals where we're like okay how the hell did this happen but it's just it's it's it has to be seen as a disappointment for the sun and for the we'll get into it but especially for the aces yeah and um you know they were connecticut was using their hashtag disrespect campaign to kind of put themselves <laughs> as the underdogs when they were the number one. oh they're taking they were taking the lakers approach they're taking the lakers approach Oh, my God. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, And I wonder, I don't know if that played any sort of effect on it, because just to watch it kind of 
collapse a little bit was uh, well i feel like for national i feel like in a national media perspective and I, I i again like being working in like a national media organization here in canada but i think you even see it in the states a little bit like they'll focus more on like a candace parker because candace parker is a bigger name or even like even courtney vanderslip to an extent but mostly candace parker like that's the biggest name or like diana trust that's the biggest name whereas if you like when you watch the sun like they're not like especially here we're not focusing on john paul jones even though she's the mvp and like they weren't selling her jersey like on on the websites like that's, that's a whole other that's, podcast. oh yeah that that's a whole the, all these like all the, the coverage kind of stuff is a whole separate issue but like i can see where they're coming from with like the disrespect where like the national media isn't giving them the respect they deserve despite being like the best team it's, it's i don't want to make too many comparisons to the nba but like it's kind of like how the utah jazz and the bucks have felt like they're not the biggest markets with like the most like well-known established stars but they were incredible teams and they felt kind of disrespected ultimately they fell short in the playoffs like the bucks and jazz did uh in previous years but they have something to build on i think that's the most important thing for the sun and the sun fans to realize is they have something to build on yeah and uh you know Bucks won a championship last year, so uh, there's that. <laughs> Keep your head up. Um, wow, I love all the all the little little storylines, and we somehow managed to talk about the wings and the liberty, even though they're not in this. Bring it, in, we're bringing it every episode, folks. Everything every episode, very personal. Um, <laughs> but all right, yeah, that series is over. Chicago's in the finals. We'll be talking about Game One later, and in just a moment, we'll continue talking about the other semifinals. But first, let's hear from our friends over at Sleeper. In 2018, the fantasy sports experts at Sleeper realized that fantasy basketball was broken. Games were being won and lost based on whose players had more scheduled games that week. It made no sense and required very little strategy. So, in 2020, Sleeper released a brand new way of playing fantasy basketball. It's called Game Pick, and it's only available on Sleeper. In Game Pick, owners can pick a single game per week for each starter to count towards their team's total score. This ensures an even number of games played between opponents. So, the days of losing because your opponent's players simply had more scheduled games to play are over. Um, Nobody has any excuses anymore. In Game Picks, you pick one game per week for each player based on player matchups, home versus away, opponent's defensive ranking, pace of play, and much more. And all that adds to more strategy and less busy work. So whether you prefer Redraft, Keeper, or Dynasty, Game Picks has you covered. Sleeper has cracked the fantasy basketball code, and if you play fantasy basketball, if you prefer building out a weekly strategy, you are going to love Game Picks. Download the Sleeper app and start a league with your friends today you will not be disappointed folks it is direct tv stream time again we all know you have all your different devices you have your one to catch your game live you have your other to stream your favorite shows you're watching your sports highlights on your phone you have your best friends neighbors log in for some other stuff that you want to watch let me tell you a more simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It is called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before. So you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy the device ever again. And the best part, there is no annual contract. Get rid of the clutter and confusion and get your TV together with direct TV stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That is directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. 
don't forget to tune in to the Locked On Women's Basketball podcast throughout the week. We are also on YouTube, so make sure to go check us out. All right, let's get into the other recap. Uh, the Mercury defeated the Aces. The Mercury are somehow still in this thing, even without Kia Nurse. Um, I'm also going to mention, just because I like being annoying, that the New York Liberty lost by one point. It's okay, Diana wasn't there, I know. You don't have to come at me. I just uh, I just want to say that. Um, Bradshaw, <laughs> <laughs> you guys can't see this, but Bradshaw just had a very funny reaction to that. He's just like, unnecessary. Unnecessary. You know unnecessary. What, what happened? What would have happened if the Liberty played a full series with the Mercury? We don't need to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, moving on. The Mercury are still in this thing, even without Kia Nurse. Um, mm-hmm. That injury absolutely like tore my heart like i Mm -hmm. was very very upset to see that the fact that it happened right at the beginning of the game and then you kind of had that feeling in your stomach that it was something really bad um and so especially when she got like in like ruled out like almost right away you're like okay that's not a good sign exactly like you're like okay so she's not shaking it off and coming back in something something bad (laughs) must have happened um and so we both definitely wish her a very speedy recovery um but let's get into this series a little bit we were talking before about the Brittany Griner and Liz Cambage matchup. I really liked how Griner performed against her. Like, mm-hmm. Griner's been so consistent. Mm-hmm. Like, this entire, like, Olympic basketball, this entire second half of WNBA basketball, like, it's been incredible to watch. Like, I want her <laughs> on my team. Like, she was, like, she was so confident before. She was like, we're not packing our bags. Like, I haven't packed my bags. I'm like, can you pack your bags and come to New York? Oh, wow. (laughs) You know, they only, I don't know, I don't know if Brittany Griner knows this, but the Liberty only lost by one point to the Mercury. I don't know. I don't know if she knows that. Yeah. I mean, I, you know what? Okay. Moving on. (laughs) Um, But yeah. What did you think about that matchup? I I think we talked about it before that just, I I was very much anticipating. I was like, okay, you know, Griner has such an advantage, had such an advantage in that initial series. And I'm like, okay. In their, in their, um, sorry, in their, I guess uh, semifinal. I guess conference semifinal. But yes, conference semifinal would be what it would have been. Um, has such an advantage in that game, but I was like, okay, they're gonna have a better shot. Like they're like the Aces will have a better chance because of another big that is able to match the size of Brittany Griner. It didn't matter. It certainly did not matter to Brittany Griner whatsoever, who was in front of her. She was. Just, she's just been an absolute wrecking ball through these playoffs and the, the aces took the full brunt of it. I mean, well, I'm sure we'll get into, um, Dan Schross in a little bit, but, uh, Grant has just been absolutely ridiculous. And I, I, I don't quite know. Like, I, I think we probably should have seen this coming because the Mercury played so well in the second half. And I think I probably underestimated them a little bit when we were previewing the series. And I kind of, and I've been so high in the aces, uh, the entire season. I think everyone's kind of seen that. Um, but man, the Mercury just, they were, they were not going to be denied in the series. And they kind of, especially games, was it two and three where they just blew them out by almost 30 points each game. And you're like, ah, okay the mercury did not come to to mess around in this series yeah i definitely underestimated them too um especially when they only kind of and i know diana wasn't there but it was like her and they just squeaked past liberty by one point i know i joke about it a lot but 
you know, that's a cause for concern for them moving forward regardless, right? Mm-hmm. And so... And they really, won their first two matchups by what? Like a combined six points? You're like, oh, okay. And they lost the first matchup, but you're like, okay. Yeah. Now exactly. they're playing like one of the best teams. Here we go. And then they just blew the doors off them in the next two games. Exactly, yeah. And, and then the thing with the Mercury is like, they just gotten better with every game. And I think that's really important. The thing about the Mercury is that when they have a good number of their players being consistent that's when they're really good like you can Mm -hmm. tell like if Skylar has a bad game you can see that and you can see that when her and uh, Griner have a good game together the Mercury kind of look unstoppable Um, and also like honorable mention to Shea Petty who has Mm -hmm. been really good like it's it's a really good time to uh, show up and to actually you know work together as a team and it's like it's kind of similar to Chicago in a sense where it kind of feels like it's all being molded together and coming together um, obviously there are things to work on as we're going to talk about uh, later on but let's talk about Diana Taurasi she put up 24 points in that final game against the Aces and then had a baby <laughs> uh, let's <laughs> what were your thoughts on that well, that, that, that she had like twenty four points in the closeout game, but she also had thirty seven in game two. <laughs> I don't. That was and that was after like coming into that series where like I was. You asked me, you're like, okay, how are like, you know, should, like what's Tan Jurassic's impact going to be? Like she obviously looked hobbled against the Seattle Storm. Yep. Like, like and I like be like an idiot was like, oh, you know, maybe you know she's not <laughs> feeling good. She probably should sit out because I don't know how big of an impact she's going to have. Twenty points in game one, thirty seven in game two, and I'm just like, okay. Well, I don't know. I guess Diana Taurasi heard me and heard we know how she feels. Yeah. She's like, okay, I guess she's, I guess she like took, took that entire performance out on the aces. Fantastic. It's like cool. when she, she got into a fight with uh, Jackie Young and mm-hmm. completely went off. It's like, like she thrives yeah. on that. She, she just needs like that little bit of just like, okay, the switch is flipped. Yeah. All right. I'm ready to go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, yeah. She put up those two big games and then she had a nine point game in game three. Cause she was like, I guess she's like, okay. I, I can take the night off. I, everyone knows how good I still am. All right. Everyone gets it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she had her Fred Van Fleet uh, baby game as well. <laughs> I thought it was so funny where at the end of the interview, she was like, babe, hold it in. I'm coming <laughs> before Penny gave birth, like literally hours later. Um, that's that's just so funny. But uh, on the Aces side, let's talk a little bit about them. Mm-hmm. I mean, Asia Wilson clearly gutted from that loss. Um, that last possession was a little bit questionable. Yeah. If you, if you want to put it lightly. Um, but there are some good things with this team. And, like, specifically Kelsey Plum. Like, she is just delightful. She's going to have such a good career. I just love her attitude and her game. Like even when they're down, she was there. Like she was, she got like an and one at some point and then she was like screaming. Like, <laughs> yes, like let's do this. Um, which I absolutely love. It makes her so fun to watch. And like, mm-hmm. I honestly wish that she gets so much success because she's just an absolute delight. Yeah. like, And I mean, I talked about it all. I don't want to keep reiterating, but I, I thought that the aces had the best roster, like top to bottom. I thought they were the best team. I think what I thought when they played the sun, they were going to show that if they played in the final, evidently they neither team got there. So neither team can really prove who is the best between the two. But um, I, I, I still think there's a lot to, like, like I said, for the sun, there's still a lot to build on, but 
it's just like, how much more can you keep saying, you know, Oh, the next year, you're like they're building for next year. And like, there's a lot to take forward to next year when you just keep falling short consistently now. And I don't mean to call them, I don't want to call them like playoff chokers or anything. They got to the final last or Yeah. Last year. Last they got to the final last. Yeah. And like, they're clearly a really good team and they clearly can win. It's just, they keep falling short and it's just, it, 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 you chalk it up mostly to bad luck at this point. You're just, you ran into a Mercury team that was just on fire, like no pun intended. Um, but <laughs> no, on like this they, podcast, puns are intended. <laughs> <laughs> but like you ran it, you ran into a team that just like had Brittany Griner going crazy, like Dana Tarasi scoring 37. Like, I don't think many people would predict that. Nobody people, nobody people, nobody people saw that coming in this series, but. I, I just feel for the Mercury. No, she said, I mean, I feel happy for the Mercury. I feel sad for the aces that like they couldn't get over the hump again. And they fell short, even shorter this year than they did last year. I mean, and they were so close again. And it's just, I want to see them succeed. Yeah, and at some point, maybe we start to question Bill Lambier. Oh, people and should have been questioning that a long time ago. Okay, well, yeah. But <laughs> at this point, like, I also kind of wanted to get your, uh, like, thoughts and opinions on his comments that this team needs more mental toughness instead of him actually making adjustments it's just in the it's playoffs. it's such old school coaching to like just blame the players and like mm-hmm. take the like like put like put the onus on the players instead of owning up to the failures that you've had as a coach and admitting that like okay I've done some things wrong there are things I need to change and we're going to make those changes going forward. Yeah, sure. There, there are, there is going to be, there should be blame on the players too. The players are the ones playing the game and the pl- the ones that are losing by like 30 points in two playoff games. Those are the ones that are making that happen, but you're still the coach of the team. You're still the leader of the team as a whole. You're the one making these schematic changes. It's almost like I'm taking this to a full different sport. Now uh, it's a head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars and noted uh, not great human being urban Meyer um, said yesterday that he doesn't micromanage who goes on the field for fourth downs. And if you're not doing that, what's the point of being a coach? And if you're not, if you're Bill and you're not owning up to your mistakes and you're not taking responsibility, what are you like? You have to realize at a certain point that something you're doing isn't working because you haven't won a championship yet. You've fallen short multiple seasons now. I think it's now the multiple short three consecutive seasons. There's something wrong, not just with the players, but with what you're doing as well. And if you don't realize that you're going to get fired, no matter how many games you win in the regular season, no matter how many finals you get to, if you don't win a championship and push this team over the hump, you're going to get let go because at a certain point, it's your fault. It's not just the players. It's your fault. And you have to realize that. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, like you said it all, like at some point, <laughs> like you're not going to, if you're not getting over the hump, then there's going to be changges made and you have times. to evolve. as you a coach you have coach. to evolve as a coach you have to evolve like that's the only way you're going to have success in basketball and in, in any sport and anything if you're not evolving you're dying and especially if you see in, it's not working like, yeah exactly. it's clearly like, not working so there's, there's something no there's something going wrong if you're not winning a championship something has gone wrong if you've been a contender for three straight seasons and you haven't won a championship in those three seasons, something has gone wrong. And obviously you have to get some lucky breaks here and there that that's going to happen. Luck plays a part in everything, in every sport, but 
it's not all luck. The reasons you're not winning these championships, it's not all luck. It's not all luck that you got, you lost in the semifinals when you should be in the finals right now. That's not luck. That's on the players for sure. That blame does need to go to the players too, but you have to put them in a position to succeed and you haven't been doing that for three straight seasons and you're not admitting it. Yeah, exactly. And uh, yeah, that's been two disappointing wins for the aces and for the sun. Um, some things need to be changed. Cough, cough, aces. But we'll see what happens. <laughs> it's going to be a very interesting offseason. I will say that. And I know like, once, we, <laughs> once we get past the finals and we're into the offseason, we're going to have a lot to talk about because lots of interesting free agents this year and the narratives and drama. <laughs> um, but coming up, we're going to be talking about the game one of the finals. But first, we're going to hear from our friends over at Built Bar. We have talked about Built Bar in this podcast so many times because they have so many delicious flavors because there's something for everyone. If you don't know the flavors, well, why haven't you been listening to our episodes? We have coconut, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and creams, and German chocolate. Um, my favorite flavor has to be raspberry because I love anything raspberry. And if you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mix box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. And not only are they really good, but they're super healthy. They have 17 to 18 grams of protein. The calories range from 130 to 180. There's only four to five grams of sugar and only four to five grams of net crap, net carbs. They're all amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. Order today because Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team, which is pretty cool. And if you go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15, you'll get 15% off of your order. Let them know we sent you. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15. Thanks for making Locked On Women's Basketball your number one listen every single day. Erica will be back this week with more finals coverage on YouTube, so make sure to go check that out. Now, make your second listen of the day Locked On Fantasy Basketball, where Josh Lloyd hosts the number one daily fantasy basketball show on the planet. It's free and available on all platforms. Okay, Bradshaw, let's get into game one of Chicago Sky, Phoenix Mercury, Obviously, the Chicago Sky beat a depleted Mercury um, for the first time. It was like, it feels like you can kind of see that the Mercury might not have as big of a chance. Like, again, I don't want to underestimate them because I feel like we've been doing that a lot this year and just been getting proven wrong. But uh, what were your thoughts on this game? I think it slowly started to take a bit of a toll on them. Um, I think it's also just like the, the sky have been on such a roll now. And I think not that the Mercury haven't, but the sky looked like they really have, like they've really started to figure things out offensively and especially defensively. Like you kind of saw it, they kind of started to figure the Mercury out. I think the Mercury had like a nine point lead at some point in the second quarter. And then late in the second, mid second, the sky kind of tied it. And from there, they kind of never looked back and kind of just dominated the rest of the way. They both have such like, Obviously, they both have such like like deep rosters, but also like a very like well balanced starting five. But now the Mercury obviously losing Kia Nurse takes away from that, and 
it's just hard to keep up when the when the sky have everybody rolling. Like I think all their starters scored in double figures. Uh, and they, they just look like they've really found the rhythm because the Mercury, like it's not the Mercury, the sky have been built more banged up for such a long part of the season that they never really got to play together. And I think now you're starting to see like they're finally getting comfortable with each other and they're finally starting to play the way they, I think they believe they could play. And you're kind of seeing it, especially now in the final, they just absolutely steamrolling through them in that, in like the second half of that, in the second half of that game. Yeah. And the Mercury don't have Sophie Cunningham either. So mm-hmm. right away, that's two players that are kind of vital to your team, I would say. Um, yeah. And they, especially when you, like when you lose two of those players, it forces everyone to play up a little bit more. Yeah. And they're playing in roles that they're not, especially like we talked about how great Shea Petty was and she was still very good in game one but it's forcing her to play up and it's forcing her to play in a role that she might not be necessarily comfortable with forcing her to play and guard more players that she might not be comfortable with. And it's just, it's hard to win when your players are asking to do more than they are comfortable with and more than they might be ready for. Not that again, the Mercury have a very talented roster, but when you're playing, you're running basically what a seven person rotation and those players aren't necessarily used to playing heavy minutes and guarding incredible players like Candace Parker and Courtney Vandersloot. And you're like, okay, now we're kind of seeing the problem with all these injuries now. Yeah. And um, who knows? Like Chicago might not put up over 90 points again. Yeah. And Stephanie Dolson might not have a 14 point performance again, but but they're still, their bench is still full of players that can do things like Dana Evans can have a a hot night. Diamond to shields can have a great night and that's excluding what they're going to get from their starters. Yeah, exactly. Um, But yeah, this game, they really showed how like offensively they were just eating. They were eating. (laughs) And honestly, it's good to watch for me because you know how I feel. (laughs) Um, But another aspect of this finals that I do want to talk about is like not necessarily the basketball side, but I want to talk about the attention that it's getting Mm -hmm. because the arenas are getting almost completely sold out. Mm -hmm. Celebrities and players are tweeting, attending games like Barack Obama tweeted about Chicago Sky. And I was like whoa okay <laughs> uh, okay um and just like like chris paul buying all those tickets you know for the phoenix mercury mm-hmm. like it's i i love that and i although you know it's not to say like okay let's put them on a pedestal because they're doing this like no, no. i'm not saying that at all but i think that this year especially and like we've talked about that and like this playoff specifically is really like it's, it's been really good for growing the game and growing the attention of fans like i feel like my entire timeline is now yeah. people talking about women's basketball which is like super awesome to see and you know i had like friend of the pod evan gualberto he came on this podcast months ago and like early in the season to talk about the growth of the game and just to see it coming to fruition now has been extremely exciting i love it uh what have your like what have your thoughts been on that like I think it's again we're not no, not putting them on a pedestal, but it's a good start. It's a good like it's a good way to start like growing the game, and it's a good way to start like getting people interested by like doing these small things of like okay buying tickets so like casual fans or fans that are like really do love the game but maybe don't have the access financially can you know get those tickets or just like if someone like hey you know what I can get a free ticket to this game I'm gonna I can go watch professional basketball for free I'm gonna go do that 
it's a good way to start doing it and start promoting it. Cause these are the people with the platforms. These are the people with bigger platforms than uh, you or I have, or even a lot of the players in the, in the W have it's these are like chance. The rapper has a bigger platform. Barack Obama has all arguably the biggest platform. Uh, <laughs> like these, these are all people that can make an impact and it's a good start by them. Like even just, tweeting out and just bringing attention to these games. It's just, it's a good start, but we need to like build on it further. And like, that's something I've had, a, like not, I had a problem with at work. It's just more. So I want to see us cover it more than just show like the highlight pack. I want us to have like maybe some analysis on the games or even like just show the highlights, show, show more highlights than just like, Oh, here's like, I know for, I know recently we ran like a 30 second highlight pack for each of uh, the, each of the game, um, I think it was each of the game four, each of the game fours, we ran 30 second highlights and that's not enough. That's not enough time to really show the scope of like, you're not putting an if you're not putting an importance on these games, other people won't put importance on it either. You are like, we like in the media are the people that can tell people what's important. We can show people what like, oh, this is something you need to pay attention to because it's good. Like this is like real quality basketball. And I know that Canada is not a basketball country yet, but we can make it better. And we, because by just having better coverage and just showing more of the highlights, that's a start, but then it's more of the analysis and like actually telling people why these games are important. And maybe having a post game show. Yeah. And like, you know, like I, I have been enjoying uh, Monica McNutt's mm-hmm. uh, shows. Like she's been doing an excellent job. Like she brings to me, everything that you'd need in these kind of shows because you have the analysis but you also have like the energy and the oomph that's like you kind of need to get people interested in your product because if you're not enthusiastic about the product then the people you're advertising to aren't going to be enthusiastic either so the fact that she cares so much about it and you know like Caroline Peck has been like incredible um but yeah I just I just love all of that I think there's been a lot like there's been a uh, an increase in enthusiasm about it and like excitement now like you said like we need to build on that and I feel mm. like there are there are a bunch of steps that need to be taken in like many aspects like we were talking about the jerseys earlier that's a huge one um, especially if you want to grow it in Canada where the shipping is not always you know <laughs> accessible um, and so yeah just things like that and you, you can feel it with like people saying like, bring a W team to Toronto bring a W team to Toronto like the need the want is mm. there now it's just time to you know supply it and uh, yeah I, like, I've, I've truly enjoyed watching people get into it a lot more um, I'd like to think that my propaganda is like flying like in all of my classes at school I've been talking about the league and now I'm like the go-to person that my props <laughs> go to to talk about the WNBA which is very funny um, but I love it like that's 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 the goal at the end of the day right is to grow women's basketball and to grow the league and the uh, yeah, I, I really like seeing that. And, and the interest is is here. I think I think the growing interest is here, especially in Toronto, where a couple like moments have stood out to me, especially recently. One was when I was actually at work for game five of Mercury. Um, sorry. Yeah. Mercury, Mercury aces. There we go. Uh, for that game. And like for the last like, I don't know, 30 seconds or so, like 
five or six of us like just stop what we were doing and just watch that game we were just like fully locked in and invested like there was other stuff going on but like there's a late close playoff game we are fully locked in on that and the other was i, th- I know you and i talked about this uh, you tweeted out that you know tsn put it on tsn4 which we come to find out was one of the like, whole regional channel situation but that's the regional channel that's the primary regional channel for Toronto and Southern Ontario, which they put the WNBA game on ahead of a CFL game between the Toronto team and the Ottawa team. And the CFL for people, for American listeners, Canadian Football League, that's TSN's product. Like That is their ownership. That is their primary product. They have to play that. And they're like, you're going like traditionally you're going to put that on the primary channel for whatever cities are playing in that game. So Toronto and Ottawa, they're going to play that on TSN four. They put the WNBA game above that, which is again, their own product. They didn't have to, they didn't have to put the WNBA ahead of it. They could have put it on TSN one, two, whatever. They chose to put it on TSN four because they knew they would get more viewers for that than they would for the CFL, which is their own product. So it's a good start. It's a good, step but we need to keep doing it and we need to keep showing that like okay there's interest here in toronto there's interest you know throughout canada in basketball but primarily in women's basketball and that's how we can start growing the game not just in the states but also globally and bringing a team to toronto which is huge for expansion big for the league all that everyone knows how big expansion is yeah that tsn stuff still low-key confuses me it's 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 a it's a little odd i get it but like it's a little confusing yeah i feel like it could be set up so much better <laughs> but uh, it was like i saw the raptors like game the other day it was on tsn too and then i was like oh, wait <laughs> um but yeah no we're, we're figuring it out um but yeah i think that's a pretty good place to wrap it up uh lockdown women's basketball has you covered throughout the week so make sure to come back here for episodes until friday and if you have any thoughts on today's discussions make sure to reach out on social media you can follow us on twitter at locked on wbb myself at Krina mm and bradshaw at omg bradshaw can the mercury make a comeback are we still underestimating them like we have been uh let us know of course make sure you're subscribed to locked on women's basketball wherever you get your podcasts so that you can get the latest episodes as soon as they come out and that wraps up this edition of locked on women's basketball now check out locked on nba for preseason discussions have a great day see you tomorrow